what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? It is Juliana. Hello, hello, hello. I have a word on today, okay? We're going to be talking about some necessary adjustments. Some necessary adjustments, okay? And if they're necessary, that usually means that we don't like to do them. Like picture a car that the check engine light comes on or the tire pressure light comes on. There's some necessary adjusting that needs to happen. What, what do we think? Oh, man, I need to you know, go to the dealership and get it fixed. I need to go to the auto body shop. I need to go pick up this thing from Discount Tire. I need to go, right? Like our mind is already trying to figure it out. We don't want to take the necessary steps. We don't want to be inconvenienced. So if that wasn't a setup that you caught, I don't know how to help you. Just kidding. So here's the thing. We're talking necessary adjustments. So I'm going to give you a few steps to keep in mind when you can feel this shift happening in your life, okay? So when we need necessary adjustments, usually what that means is we are transitioning. There's an invitation to transition from one place to another. Where you are is no longer fulfilling, satisfying, healthy. You quite literally can't stay there anymore. And when we're walking with God, there's always more. There's always more because he leads from strength to strength and from glory to glory. So that's a teaser. (laughs) We are always, if maybe you're not in the transition now, but you've likely been in one or one is coming, we always have an area that we need to change in our life. We're human, right? So there's always going to be change. Now, I want to talk about faith and the importance of faith because a lot of times I get questions, especially in the consulting work that I do. How did you know when? What if? Right? How am I going to know? How can you be sure? Right? There's a lot of questions. Well, why this? Why that? Or there's a lot of trying to figure out what action to take on the way to where you're going next. You know, you have a journey ahead. You know you have a change to make. You know there's a transition, but you're not quite ready to leave where you are. And that questioning is coming often from wanting to negotiate with God. (laughs) How many of you have negotiated with God before? I have a side story on this. So there was a time and a season in my life where I was working insane hours in what I felt, and I had no clue about the environment and what God was doing. I felt like it was a very unhealthy and dysfunctional environment that I wanted to run from. So I was working crazy hours. I was stepping 
into new ministry work and learning a lot of new things. And I was going through a really huge relationship shift. And I didn't know how to navigate that season. I didn't know how to take care of myself in that season. All the things that I knew to do, like they just weren't happening, right? So there was a lot of secret petitions in my heart at that time that I wasn't necessarily expressing them or talking about them. I was kind of staying silent if I'm real. But God knows. God knows what's in your heart and he knows exactly where he's leading you and exactly when you're ready, okay? So some of those secret petitions were, I wanted a community that wasn't community just because we have a shared interest around serving, right? It's not community just because we are brought together by volunteering, let's say, or a community that's not just a community because we work in the same environment or a community that's community because they're just your neighbors, right? Like (laughs) I wanted the community, I was calling them divine connections, right? Community that can dream with you, community that can hold you accountable to these secret petitions, right? These desires, these dreams that you have in your heart and don't have an ulterior motive or agenda or aren't suddenly going to unfriend you <laughs> or close you out of your out of their lives when your purpose shifts or your calling shifts and that happens, right? So I want a community that's in my life to do life with me and wants to see me thrive, right? And at the same on the same note, I wanted to build community that way. Right, because a lot of times we need community when we don't need that we when we don't know that we need community. So what that means is, when you're going through a tough season, that's the hardest time to build community. So you always want to be building community so you have people that can hold your hands up and can be there for you when you need them. Right. So at any rate, I wanted this community, calling them divine connections. I have no clue what that looks like, where they come from. I you know, always had found it somewhat difficult, challenging, especially as you, you know, aren't in athletics anymore, maybe you're not in a sorority or you're not in school and you don't have the structure to have relationships organically form. You have to be really intentional about that. And I'm somebody that's moved across the country several times. So that's genuinely difficult to build (laughs) and be available and make that investment of time. It's hard. So I was not wanting to make that investment and not knowing how to do it. I knew that a lot of what I was doing with my own health, as far as how I was working out, we had this really awesome lake. I think it's technically a river, but it's called the lake. I don't get it. Um, (laughs) In Austin, and it's in the center of the city. And I was going to this lake. I was running around the lake. But between the commute and the run around the lake and coming home and showering, that whole process, it was taking two hours. And I didn't have two hours to devote to working out in that season. I just didn't have it. Now, I was a former gymnast, track athlete, uh, certified yoga instructor, had been to gyms, I'd had trainers before, like I knew what to do. Like I'd probably done all the classes, right? And anytime I moved, I made sure to make fitness happen. However, something wasn't working in that season. I just needed a shift and I didn't know what it looked like. So community, fitness, nutrition, let's talk about that. So. <laughs> I had a habit of just going to Whole Foods and working their salad bar or, you know what I mean? I just wanted simple things. I'm a very somewhat bland and simple eater, to be real. But that wasn't sustainable. That wasn't something that I could keep doing. I wasn't, you know, meal planning, meal prepping. I wasn't good about 
snacks on the go and that sort of thing. It just was not sustainable. Sometimes I didn't even know if I ate or not because I was just plugging, chugging through things, right? So that was not sustainable and I knew that. I thought, you know, we're, we're given these bodies that we have to walk out the kingdom on earth, right? Our, our bodies are meant to be vessels that are fit for the master's use, right? And so I couldn't say that mine was fully fit at the time, right? Even though I was doing what most people think is healthy. So those things are coming up for me. And I also wanted a, a way to just create some somehow level up my, my lifestyle, right? And that had to happen because I couldn't let things from the work environment that I was in or the ministry that I was in or, you know, things that are happening in a relationship, I couldn't let those get to me, right? Or, or take all of this precious energy that God has given me to steward. I couldn't allow that to happen. So I had to level up and I had no clue what that looked like. So here's all of these secret petitions. Okay. And I'm like walking through that discomfort every day. Like I know there's more for me. I have no clue what that looks like. God, what? You know what I mean? (laughs) And here is the lesson or the nugget. An opportunity came to me that did not look like how I thought God was going to answer my prayer. Did you catch that? An opportunity came to me and answered all of these secret petitions. It, it showed up. It arrived as an answer to all of my prayer requests, but it came in a vehicle that I did not expect. Okay. So I remember very clearly receiving this download from God that was, who are you to judge the vehicle I give you to bless people? And I thought, well, dang, <laughs> ain't that the truth, right? So long story short, I had an opportunity come into my hands where I was able to incorporate helping people with health and wellness in addition to the consulting work that I do. It's been a game changer in my life. It helped me reprioritize and restructure my life and was such a blessing. But the other catch here is that it came in the form of an opportunity. So I hope you heard that part. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that God just, you know, opened a door. He did. He opened a door. But a lot of times we think that God opening the door means we're just going to like walk through, right? And have this really easy time about that. You know, he just makes the way plain. He just opens this door. You just step out and suddenly your life is awesome and things have changed. No, things don't change if you don't change. Okay. So he gave me an opportunity basically saying, here's the answer. And it'll work if you work it. Hold up. Did you hear that? Here's the answer. And it'll work if you work it. Okay. So if you will start building community and invest in relationships and serve people, stop focusing on yourself and serve people. If you will take care of your fitness and just let this be a simple thing that you don't overcomplicate, you'll still feel energized, be resilient, gain strength, build muscle, do what you need to do to have a body that is strong and available. If you meal plan and go to the grocery store and are willing to endure the discomfort of getting that all settled, your life will actually become easier for you, right? So all of those things, it will work if you work it. Now, what did that mean though? On the front end, that meant that I had to be uncomfortable. That meant that I had to learn new things. That mean that I had to take new action. That meant that I had to connect with people and get outside of my comfort zone, right? And initiate interaction, 
right? The community that you want exists, but often you build it. You are available for it. You initiate, you lead, right? So just hopefully that story is helpful, but it's an example of how I knew there was some necessary adjusting that needed to happen in my life. And I knew this for a long time, okay? This was a couple years. It wasn't just like a month. And I knew I needed to change, but I didn't know when, how, right? How that was all gonna play out. I had, didn't really have a full picture. Also a lesson. <laughs> um, and then it arrived in a way that I didn't expect. So the lesson with that piece is that if you take the risk the things that you've been praying about will start to make sense. Because God, I wanted a level up, but God's level up is beyond what we can ask, think, or imagine, right? He doesn't just want us to be free. He wants us to be free indeed. He doesn't want us to just have peace. He wants us to have peace that surpasses all understanding. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So his level up is far greater than my level up. So I, my job was to take the risk and not look, not get caught up in what it looked like or how it showed up, but take the risk and work what he gave me and steward it well, right? And then he promises your gifts will make room for you, right? So as you're working this tool, these tools, these new things that I'm giving you, your gifts will make room for you, okay? So think about that. God is your change technician, okay? He knows exactly how to orchestrate change in your life, even if it doesn't look like what you think it's supposed to look like. And the only person who can change anyone is Jesus. So check that out. You're not able to change you. If that were true, you'd be able to stop an addiction (laughs) as a, you know, recovered addict of different things, right? I wasn't able to stop. Mine was around eating disorder issues back in college. I wasn't able to stop that on my own, okay? And it wasn't until I surrendered and just, you know, enough is enough. I have no clue what this looks like, but God help me. It wasn't until I got to that point that there was the willingness, there was the commitment, and there was the deliverance. I had a story where I was delivered, where things that used to run through my mind no longer ran through my mind, where cravings for things that were unhealthy for me were no longer there. Like that was real for me. So I couldn't do that on my own. Check that out, okay? That was something that I struggled with for years before I got to the point where deliverance happened. So also take that as a lesson that you can't change anyone else, okay? You can't. And you don't want your job to be that of a change technician for anybody else. You just can't. You can't. You're not designed for it. So Jesus is the only one that can change anybody, okay? And here is something that's important to know. Just because he can doesn't mean that he will, okay? I'm not one of those people that's going to prophesy to you, (laughs) right? Prophesy is usually to, to build up to pour courage into, right? But profit lie is to to say something, to sugarcoat something, to make something look appealing um, when really it's not prophecy at all. So I ain't gonna profit lie to you. I'm gonna tell you what's up. So just because God can change a person, God can change a circumstance, doesn't mean that he will. Let me tell you why. So sometimes he's using circumstances or situations to change you. Why owe you? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes he's using it to change you. Sometimes you prayed for it. (laughs) 
<laughs> we don't like this one. But sometimes you prayed for it. So if you are praying for marriage, right, and praying to be prepared for that, and praying for your partner to be prepared for that, right, a lot of times you'll go through a season of dying to yourself. What does that mean? Meaning all of your fleshly desires, all of your selfish impulses, all of the things that are unfit, if you will, for the covenant of marriage, where literally that's the work, you're dying to yourself daily. There's preparation for that so that you won't destroy somebody else or yourself in the process of this covenant. Okay, so sometimes you prayed for it. Sometimes you pray for that new position and you go through a season of feeling like you're in a silent season or a holding pattern or a waiting season and God is preparing you. He's giving you new knowledge. He's testing your patience. He's developing fruit of the spirit in you and you can decide which one that is. (laughs) But God isn't about, you know, when you think about a quick fix or these days, right? Especially in the time of pandemic, right? Everybody was on Amazon. And the crazy thing about Amazon is you could even expedite your shipping. So a lot of people that are on Amazon aren't just on Amazon, they're on Amazon Prime, right? Meaning I want my stuff fast, I want it tomorrow. I'm ordering it now, you better figure out how to get this to me on my porch by tomorrow, okay, right? But God doesn't expedite his shipping. He doesn't spoil the process because he knows what he's doing and he isn't intimidated by your agenda, okay? So let that be a lesson, okay? God isn't going to adjust his methods to accommodate you. He wants you to grow, to change, to mature, to accommodate the plans that he has for you because ultimately that's going to be the best use of you and the most fulfilling experience for you, okay? And it will also lead to your anointing being able to flow, okay? So let me talk about that for a second too. A lot of times we want things fast because we're on social media and we're comparing ourselves or watching reality TV, which is not reality, okay? (laughs) We were looking around, but comparison really robs you of the ability to discern your oil, Hold up. Oh my goodness. That's so good. I hope somebody wrote that down. Okay. Comparison robs you of the ability to discern your oil. Okay. So there's different levels of anointing, but the minute you compare, you don't discern what your oil is and what you're gifted at and your authority. You don't see that. But when you understand your identity and who you are and that the oil, your oil, is going to flow where you're called and where you're led, that the oil is going to flow, that kills jealousy, quite literally, because you know that what's for you is for you, and you don't have time for anything else, quite literally. So keep that in mind, too, that as you have this need for change come up, there's going to be some necessary adjustments, but keep that in mind. God is always bringing you to a more spacious place to where your oil is going to flow, okay? So it's not so much about lifestyle modifications. It's really about a metaphor, a metamorphosis, like a total change, a total transformation, but it's from the inside out. It's renewing your mind. It's renewing your right spirit in you. It's creating a clean heart in you, our favorite. <laughs> it's getting your attitude in check, it's getting your emotions stable. This is real stuff, okay? So 
the point though is that God wants you to operate in a new level of power and freedom and you can't do that. You can't transform unless you embrace his leading in his process, okay? And there's always, in my experience, there's always a fight on the journey to where God is leading you, but the fight is fixed. So you don't want to get caught up in that. And I've seen it a lot. I've been there too, where when you're stepping into something new, there's this initial excitement and then maybe, you know, somebody talks down to your dream and tries to speak cursing over your life. Or maybe you've been in a season where it seems like you heard God clearly, but it's going on longer than you thought. So you're starting to guess and second guess yourself, right? Or question. But the fight has been fixed. But the key is you've got to fight and you have spiritual tools to do it. So the, the, the lesson here is that things aren't just going to be handed to you in this process. Like you have to go and pick up the weights to develop the muscles. You have to show up every day, one day at a time and one moment at a time, okay? So the lesson is the only way you don't win is if you don't fight, if you don't show up, if you don't embrace the process, that's how you won't win, okay? And often that means retreating or going back to former things or repeating cycles, but that's, you've seen that movie before, right? (laughs) There's nothing in that for you, okay? So, When the student is ready, the teacher appears. Keep that in mind. And this teacher, the father, is trying to transition you, okay? So it's not enough to just be aware of that. It means taking his hand and letting him lead, okay? That's a huge, huge, huge deal. So let's talk about this. There's no standard. There's no standard if you're not willing to suffer for it. That's so good. There is no standard unless you're willing to suffer for it. Okay? So when God has more for you, when there's some necessary adjustments coming down the pipeline, it's not going to be easy, but it's necessary. Let that be your new mantra, right? If anything, 2020 has taught you that. (laughs) It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be necessary. So changing your diet isn't always easy, but it's necessary. Stop watching TV, right? Do a TV detox. That's not going to be easy, but it's necessary. Changing your budget, that's not going to be easy, but that's necessary. Changing your body to make your body that is fit for kingdom use, right? Not for however you want to use it, right? That's not going to be easy, but it's necessary. Mental stillness is necessary, meaning... You're not constantly ruminating on things. You're not obsessing over comparing yourself to others and what other people are doing. You're not caught up in these negative thought patterns anymore. Enough is enough. Mental stillness is necessary. Emotional stability is necessary. Guarding your heart and keeping your peace is necessary. But to get there, you got to war against some chaos, right? Because your thoughts aren't going to go willingly. If you've ever had a garden, you see how quickly those weeds form. It's just like your mind. Weeds were going to grow in there if you don't do anything. So the work to war against that chaos, to take thoughts captive, right, and and cast them down so they don't have the free reign to exalt themselves above the truth, that takes work. There's some warring that happens there, right? But you, you learn to take the word, right? So focus on what is above, never beneath. Focus on whatsoever is lovely, pure, noble, praiseworthy, right? So you're not, 
Another thing too, you're not scared to do these things and you're not scared to walk alone. And sometimes that's a lesson, right? So for example, that's particularly in relationships. If you really want this God-ordained relationship and you come from dysfunction, a lot of what that means is God needs to renew your mind. God needs to purify your heart. God needs to change your cravings (laughs) so you won't return to old places. And you're not scared to go through that silent season with God, to, to trust the potter and stay on the wheel and let him change you. Let him renew your mind. Let him purify your heart. Let him renew a right spirit in you. Let him remove these cravings and replace them with godly desires, right? God, any desire in me that is not of you, replace it with what you have for me, right? Enduring this process of changing, of releasing what's not a fit and leaning in, leaning into the discomfort of the unknown and exploring what does God have for you? What does this mean for me personally, right? What is this new rhythm? What is this new alignment? What does this feel like? That's why I've written several books under the title God's Vibes Matter. How do I align with God? How do I do that when I don't even know God? How do I understand how God talks to me? How do I obey God when he talks to me? How do I know that this is God or not? That's God's vibes matter, okay? That is work. If you spend your whole life doing that, you'll grow (laughs) in relationship with God, right? You'll learn to delight in the Lord. But you can't do that if you're not willing to be uncomfortable, if you're not willing to surrender your logic and your own understanding, if you're not willing to take your hands off the steering wheel, if you're not willing to leave people that you felt you needed their approval, right? Come on. (laughs) All right. So you're not scared to do it alone. All right. So a lot of times, and I know this has been true for me, we know what we want, but we don't know what it takes to have it, to manage it, to steward it well. Oh man, I hope you catch that. A lot of times we know what we want, but we don't know what it takes. Okay, so that can come up as a unmet expectation, as frustration, as overwhelm, as second guessing, as questioning, as confusion, because we know what we want, but we think we have an idea of what it takes, but we don't really know what it takes or who we have to become to have the capacity to steward it well, okay? So we really, for example, let me give a way to present this to you. Okay, so if we're asking God to order our steps, okay? So take me several years ago where I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know I could have a relationship with God. And now I'm asking God, order my steps. What does that mean? It means... I had to have surrendered feet, (laughs) right? I couldn't just say, God, order my steps and then go live my own life, my own ways. Because God's thoughts are not my thoughts and his ways are not my ways, right? So if I'm asking God to order my steps, I need to surrender my feet, okay? And then what else did I need? I needed a disciplined mind, okay? So your whole life is constructed really by how you think and how you perceive and how you navigate, right? How, how you assign meaning and what you focus on. So I needed to discipline my mind and that was probably one of the hardest things to do because I had spent so much time focusing and being disciplined in other areas. And that was one that it was hard to look at negative thoughts. It was hard to lay down judgments and criticisms. It was hard to lay down 
old patterns of thinking and old belief systems. It was hard to adapt to something new. That was not easy, but it was necessary. It was a necessary adjustment. And the question would be, well, how long did you do that? Well, however long it takes, I still do that, right? So you can't move forward and consume familiar at the same time. I know. (laughs) You can't move forward and consume familiar at the same time. It's strange how we think that. We think that we can continue to do what we are doing, that we can continue to maintain the same relationships and, you know, have the same habits and get a different result. But that's just insanity. You can't do that. So God is really rewiring us. He's changing our rhythm. He wants to really get you to burn for him more than any other thing or any other person. That's the goal here. Because if that happens, then you won't be moved by things in the world. You won't be easily offended. You won't be distracted. You'll keep God's center. God will be your home base and you can navigate that way, right? You can be a stabilizing element in whatever you encounter if God is your home base. And if you're really letting him do that work and and finding him in the midst of everything and letting him lead, that is really what he wants you to do. He wants you to burn for him so that you don't get out of balance, okay? So here are some things that, that I promise that are necessary to walk that out. Number one, when you get direction from God, it requires a swift response. <laughs> that same response that you want from Amazon shipping, you got to give that to God. You got to expedite your way of doing things and get into agreement with God, okay? It means I'm done negotiating with you, God. I'm okay if it doesn't look like what I thought. I'm just going to agree with you because I can't not have your good orderly direction in my life. I'm going to give you this swift response. I'm just going to do what you say without all the questions, okay? (laughs) Number two is there's often a, a necessary ending when you are going through this transition, this time of adjusting. There's often a necessary ending. That could be leaving a job. That could be an end of a relationship. That could be a move across the country. That could be a surrender of all things that are familiar to you. But there's often a necessary ending. Now, we misinterpret that. A lot of times we get so caught up in something being over that we don't focus on where God is leading. And... If you just stay in what is over, you'll miss what's ahead. You'll miss your promise. So it's important to understand that there's a necessary ending of some kind on the way to where you're going. That's often a part of a necessary adjustment of a transition season. There's, you know, the diet changes that you got to make, the TV changes that you got to make, the budget changes that you got to make, the body changes that you got to make, the mental changes that you got to make. There's changes. There's necessary endings to your old way of being and showing up in the world to be fit for this next place, this place of promise, okay? So he's changing you to live for what gives you life and sustenance and substance, quite literally, which is him. Okay, if you can live for God, he will fulfill you all of your days for real. But he wants you to experience that for yourself. That's not something you can go and just listen to your favorite pastor, teacher, preacher. You can't just listen to that and understand that fully for yourself. It's something that you experience and develop. Okay, and then number three, (laughs) this one's rough. (laughs) 
Oh man, you got to remove plan B. Okay. As a recovered future tripper, that's really having anxiety about the future, having all the plans, right? You've got to remove plan B. God only has plan A. Okay. So all of the thoughts thinking about, well, what if this happens? And then if that happens, then this is going to happen. If then that happens, then what am I going to do? And if you know, right, all of that, it's got to go. You don't have energy <laughs> to be doing all that. You've got to put all of your energy into God's plan. And there's no plan B. So you got to remove plan B. Okay. So today I want you to consider what area or areas of your life need some necessary adjusting. What needs to change? Is it you? Probably. (laughs) What needs to change? Make a list. Make a list of what those things are. What needs to change? What is God telling you about those areas? You don't want to circle the same mountains. You've seen that movie before. You don't want to circle the same mountains. You don't want the same dysfunctional relationships. You don't want the same health struggles. You don't want the same mindsets holding you back. You don't want that, right? You want God's best for you. Well, do you? That would be my question. Do you really want God's best for you? (laughs) I do, (laughs) but I can't decide that for you, right? So it's really allowing God to revolutionize, not just revolutionize, but radically revolutionize your life. Are you open to doing that? Because there's some necessary adjusting that ultimately is going to need to happen or you're going to keep seeing the same results in your life. Life really would be so much easier if we would believe God's word and act accordingly. Right? But very few of us do that. Okay? So most of us have to find out the hard way what works and what does not work. That's the school of hard knocks. Right? (laughs) Life school. That doesn't have to be the way, though. God's word says in Jeremiah 10, 23, that we do not have it in us to run our own lives. We just don't. But we still try. We still try. It's like a young child having a temper tantrum, wanting their way all the time. Let me encourage you to give up trying to control your own life or someone else's. Right? Remember, only Jesus can change somebody else and change circumstances like that. God is in control, so relax and let him direct your steps, right? Jesus, take the wheel. Okay, right? And also keep this in mind. Every time God gives us a test, we can tell how far we've come and how far we still have to go by how we react in that test. Attitudes of the heart that we did not know we had often come out through tests and trials. Embrace your tests. Embrace the necessary adjustments. Embrace the change. Embrace the transition process as opportunities for growth and development, right? Who you become is God's gift to you, right? He's Your life is really God's gift to you and who you become is your gift back to God is the way that you could say that, right? So remember these things. You can't move forward and consume the familiar at the same time, Okay. God is rewiring you. He wants to change your rhythm. So how do you cooperate? One, you give a swift response. You respond with instant obedience because procrastination is still disobedience. Number two, be aware that there's necessary endings and don't get caught up in that. It's not punishment. It's not punishment. It's promise. There's promise out ahead of you, right? 
And then number three, remove plan B. Be completely sold out to surrendering your feet and letting God guide your steps. Holy Moses, was that a word or what? You might need to go back and re-listen to that. If you also feel like this could totally bless somebody else, please share it with them. (laughs) They'll thank you later. (laughs) Go ahead and if you could do a gal a favor also, go to either Spotify or the Apple Podcast app and like one of these episodes. Subscribe to the episode so you can see when a new episode comes out every Saturday. You can also, for more tools, more resources, you can also go to julianapage.com. All of my consulting services are there. The God's Vibes Matter books are there. A self-mastery course is over there and a lot of other great tools. So go check that out. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.